0: You're listening to the 49 Carats Podcast, a 49ers Goldmine production with Stephanie Sanchez. What's going on, everyone?
1: Welcome to another edition of the 49 Carats Podcast. I'm your host, Steph. It is Wednesday, December 20th. 49ers have an extra day to prepare for their week 16 opponent, the Baltimore Ravens, and they could probably use that time to prepare for them, honestly, um, which is probably one of their, if not the biggest test of the season for them. Uh, Joining me to talk about all of that. um, And, you know, Brock Purdy, CMC, this great defense, uh, your favorite Wednesday crew, John Chapman, Wayne Breezy. How you guys doing
2: today? What's going on? uh great john's jamming over there i like it
0: It, it's early i'm a morning guy i love wednesdays love you guys love this crowd freaking i this is i can't think of a time where i was more excited about 49ers football and and i know that i've i'm always kind of like a happy-go-lucky guy but this is such a special year and and i really feel like we just keep getting these awesome tests right because the dallas game was that the seattle game was that the philly game was that and we just keep adding these oh big test big test big test and the 40 ers have just answered every call and so can they continue that with the ravens who are the number one seed in the afc oh, that's one of the things that hopefully we can find out today
1: yeah i mean i i think Compared to, like, the Cowboys and, like, the Eagles, other teams that I think were big tests for the 49ers at the time, like, obviously, they blew those teams out, but I think those teams had a lot of flaws that you can exploit. Um, I look at the Ravens, and I look at their quarterback, right, like Lamar Jackson, like, he's he, he's a tough son of a gun, man, and he he presents a unique challenge. We'll we'll talk about that more in a bit, but yeah, it, it's going to be a really interesting one. I'm really excited for this game, just as a fan of football in general, just because I love to see two of the best teams in the league go at it, um, and of course, I want the 49ers to win, but it's like, no matter what happens, this is going to be... One for the books could potentially be the game of the season. I feel like we haven't had a lot of those this year, honestly. Like the NFL is kind of, you know, leaving much to be desired this year. But that that could be the one in week 16. But guys, I I wanted to start this episode with a bit of a little exercise here because I know we've seen a lot of people say and say things about Brock Purdy, discredit him. they find every excuse they can find. One of the big ones is well anyone can can do what Brock Purdy's doing in in that offense right with all those playmakers, you know um, And so I, I just kind of want to do an exercise and people in the chat like you know join in on this too in the comments. Um, which quarterbacks realistically that are in the NFL right now, uh, could you see having the same success as Brock Purdy with this offense in and, and I'll I'll start off with like one name and you guys can start rattling off as well I'm gonna say like Matthew Stafford I'll, I'll just throw that name out there um, I think Matthew Stafford's a really good quarterback um, great arm strength you know uh, an elite quarterback in this league I think he'd be doing you know similar things with with this group of uh, guys that 49ers have on offense. What about you guys? You guys want to throw a name out there?
2: Yeah, I'll go with a name that probably no one in their right mind would probably think. And and I'll go with Jared Goff. I think Jared Ooh, Goff wow. can come in here and, and do some things as well. He can get the balls to the running backs. He can get the ball down the field. He has a big arm. And I think if he was in this system, he the, the key to Kyle Shanahan's system isn't the ability of the quarterback. It's more of the, the, the mental aspect and, and being able to be competent and actually understand what the hell is going on and the verbiage and the language of the system. And I think it takes a cerebral quarterback to do that. So there's some great quarterbacks in the league, but I don't think they'll work well in the system. I think Jared Goff will be one.
0: Good old baby giraffe. I love me some golf, man. I, I really hope we get to play them in the playoffs. Ah, I really hope we do. Yeah, m- My issue is one of the things that Brock's not getting credit for that he probably should is how well he is producing with a subpar offensive line when it comes to pass mm-hmm. protection. Um, and so if you, we just look at which quarterbacks have had a lower performance offensive line, performing offensive line than he has, here are the names. Geno Smith, Mac Jones, Bryce Young, Zappy Boyle, Wilson, Trubisky, Pickett, Taylor, DeVito, Daniel Jones. So right off the bat, my first answer is like, well, okay. There's nobody that's even close in that list that has had worse offensive line play close to that. Matt mm-hmm. Stafford was going to be my answer. If I had to jump up and this is kind of had to put an asterisk next to this, I would put Burrow there, but he's not healthy. So like when we continually get to this area where it's like, well, all right, I keep adding all these qualifiers to, to what's going on. And here's my answer. CJ Stroud that's the one that comes to mind for me. I know that he's in concussion protocol now, but you're talking about somebody that's doing elite quarterback play with sub surrounding sport uh you know, supporting cast. His offensive line's good, but I think CJ Stroud and kind of the processing playmaking ability that he's brought this year, that's one that comes to mind. They're different, but I think that's about one of the only players that I put on the level of Brock in the manner in which he is performing.
1: Yeah, I I think that's fair. And I'm seeing, you know, some of the arguments in the comments as well as to, like, why they agree, why they disagree with some of the names we're saying. Um, I I think when I look at all the names, though, that people are saying, uh, aside from a few, I actually saw, like, um, Sam Donald in there, which I, you know, do (laughs) wholeheartedly disagree with. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, this exercise was actually inspired by a tweet, like, well not just all of the tweets of the people saying anyone can do it, but Alan Style, shout out Alan. He's been on my pod before. He said this is his true list of quarterbacks uh, he thinks could have the 49ers in the same situation as Brock Purdy. Um, and I think also like saying same situation, I think I want, I want to be more specific with that in, in the exercise because it's like, I think a lot of quarterbacks could have this team at 11 and three, you know, But, like, would they be as efficient as Brock Purdy? Would they be doing what Brock Purdy's doing? Would they be in the MVP conversation, right? So I'm kind of, I think, narrowing it down a little bit more. But I think the list for me is about the same. Like, I had everyone else on this list except for probably Aaron Rodgers just because I think Aaron Rodgers is, like, I think in his prime, like, he had probably been doing a lot. But I just can't say that right now about Rodgers. I don't know. I don't even know what he looks like because he's been hurt, right? So – he um, carried that flag in that. very
0: well that week one game, though. I will give him props. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, Sorry, yeah and I saw Rogers him get joke. asked about that yesterday. It's like, dude, and he he had some like Batman quotes to say about it. It's like, man, extra corny. But anyway, um, yeah, like Be like Batman probably... and stay in
0: the dark, please, Aaron Rodgers.
1: <laughs> maybe that's why. Maybe, maybe <laughs> that's why he used that joke. But anyway, um, yeah, like when I look at these names, the point of it is these are all elite quarterbacks. Right. Mm. Like these, these are all really good quarterbacks. And I think that's, and I know, you know, some people, someone said Joe Flacco. I don't, you know, I don't agree with that either, but um, most of the names that we're going to come up with are good elite quarterbacks. And so when people say, you know, other quarterbacks could do it too. Yes. There, there are probably some other quarterbacks who could, I mean, it's a great supporting cast and it's a great offense, great coach. Um, But Only certain quarterbacks would be doing the same thing, would be in the MVP conversation, and they're all really good. So that's kind of my takeaway, Um, and I don't know. I'm seeing what Brock has been doing, and I've seen what other quarterbacks have done with the same offense. I saw Sam Darnold come in for a few plays, a quarterback who has better arm talent than Brock right and and was a first round pick and I knew immediately when I saw Sam Darnold out there I didn't want to see any more of that right so thankfully Brock came back in and you know let's play the imagination game again since that's what people like to do they don't like to live in reality apparently let's just say like a Mahomes or a Lamar uh were on this offense would they be calling them MVPs or would they discredit them like they do Brock Purdy? Or does only Brock Purdy get that treatment because he was the last pick in the draft? I think I know the answer.
2: Yeah. I mean, they definitely will be super front runner MVP. Exactly. Best player in the world. Craig type of, they'll get the fanfare basically. Uh, You know, I mean, Brock has to suffer just from being last. And, and overlooked by 32 NFL teams in seven rounds of football, except for one, or 31 uh, NFL teams except for one. And so, like, like, he has to deal with that, but, you know, I, I'll talk more about that later, but, like, that's the issue, and no one's ever—to uh, me, the main issue is the league isn't ready to make the last pick in the draft the face of the NFL. That's what it is. It's, it's straight politics as usual, and it always will be. But what Kyle Shanahan and the San Francisco 49ers are doing right now is they're making the league have to pay attention. And so that's what you do. You 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 make them respect you. And I, I love it 100% because you got a kid that came in here with his back against the wall and all odds against him. Uh, and, and even me, at the, at the beginning of the season, my whole issue with Brock was... I don't, I don't trust if he's going to be healthy. That was my thing. He's, he could, is he damaged goods? Okay. I've seen quarterbacks and this offense get injured and they just don't come back. Right. And so that was my issue. And I'm glad my issue is wrong and he's coming out here healthy as can be. Uh, And so like that, that's it. That's, that's what it is. And Brock, he just has to continue to find a way to remain humble and block out as much of the stuff as he can or keep doing what he's whatever he's doing, it's working. So MVP or not, we know who the real MVP is.
0: Yeah, I, I like that. And I, I want to say shout-out to my man William Kerrigan in the chat. He said all those guys on that list are $40 million a year. Mahomes, Lamar, Allen, Herbert, Stafford, Burrow, Rogers. Uh, you got a guy, Brock Purdy, who's playing on 800,000, literally 150th the amount of contract – that these other guys are there's my man will you you handsome devil you and then on top of that every other player on that list i do i'm just saying everybody else on that list is a first round pick and if you want to go back to the patrick mahomes guess what patrick mahomes on a rookie contract was able to play with a stacked team and still won mvp now that was one of the best years statistically and you know you had all whatever but It's just, and he had Andy Reid, he had Kelsey, he had Hill, he had all these amazing players with a great offensive line, and nobody really said anything. And so it's all about moving the goalposts. You remember whenever everybody was saying, well, if Brock Purdy can do this against the Dallas Cowboys, then against that defense, then he'd be MVP. He goes, four touchdowns, no interceptions. Well, if he could do it against Jalen Hurts and the Eagles, four touchdowns, no interceptions. Well, what if he could do it against, like, (laughs) Come on, what has yeah. name another quarterback that has performed as well as Brock Purdy has against the elite competition in the NFL? I'll wait because Brock's done it five times. Somebody else may have done it once. What did Dak do to reclaim the starting you know or the favorite in the MVP race against the the Eagles? He went out there and had a good game, but it wasn't Brock good. It it, it was game manager good. If we're going to be fair, ah, um,
2: was a uh, game changer good? I can tell you that.
0: Yeah. And so it wasn't four touchdowns, zero interceptions good. No. So I
1: definitely agree that the draft status is is you know is the issue here and it's like the thing that no one wants to talk about. I know there was like a, a national media member, and I don't remember who, might have been a former player. I don't remember if you guys remember, let me know. Uh that said that people don't want to give Brock Purdy like his due props because they don't want to admit that they were wrong on him. At some point, a lot of us, all of us, were wrong on Brock Purdy. Like, that's just...
2: No one had this. I, I, the, the only yeah, person no, that me. had this figured out was the person that scouted him and said, we need to bring him in here. Blah, 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 blah. He's the 49er even then, scout. He, even then he was, a, he was the
1: last big of the draft, you know? Right,
2: but, but he was, he was right enough to say we got to get his kid a chance if mm-hmm. he gets the opportunity. First of all, Brock only has the opportunity because of the injuries. If not, we probably wouldn't even know what we had in Brock as of right now. We may be struggling with what our quarterback situation was, but, Unfortunately, that's not how it panned out. so I I, I I like that 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 doesn't really sit right with me it's it's almost like dang like the kid is coming out regardless of where he went in the draft. now watch Kyle Shanahan change that goal post too watch watch that change watch the whole trend say wait a minute um we could probably wait on a quarterback and and get him later cause look what Kyle Shanahan did with Brock Purdy. Watch, just watch. Now, I know it's an anomaly. I know the Tom Bradys don't happen all the time and the Brock Purdys don't happen all the time, but watch stuff start changing. It may not work for everybody else, but it's working for the 49ers.
0: Right. And on top of that, the Niners took eight players before Brock Purdy that draft. Like it's like they liked him, but they liked Tariq Castro Fields who never even made the 53 for us more, right? Cuz even- he was drafted a full round ahead of that. But and back to this conversation of non-respecting these quarterbacks, Lamar Jackson is the closest one on that list yeah. that wasn't respected, and he had to go out there and have an all-world performance to get the MVP. Yeah. But even after that the contract year, not one team gave him a contract offer to compete yeah. for it. So Lamar's the only one, and that's why like whenever I look at the current MVP status, Brock Purdy, Lamar—that's one two. I think that's correct, and I do feel like both those players. Even though Lamar was a you know Heisman Trophy winner, first uh, first round pick, he's been disrespected a lot, and he has continually put up amazing performance after amazing performance. Do I think that Brock deserves it? Yes. Do I think Lamar Jackson should be second? Yes, I do. I, but at the same time if Lamar goes out and wins this game or Brock is average I'm not sure Lamar deserves it over Brock I, I think that the the hey is in the barn personally I if, if Brock just goes out there and has three average games I still think he deserves to be mvp it would take a, a huge failure for him not to be deserving of this award I agree with that i do
1: and that, it, yeah that's definitely a topic I I want to touch on a little bit more later because I I have seen some people say like this this game is going to decide MVP. Well, I don't know. I thought it was already kind of decided, yeah. you know? <laughs> it's interesting how we keep, like, saying that, and then it's like, oh, well, next week, he's, you know, Brock's going to have to
2: it's it. It's the goalposts being week, moved, Steph. Yeah, yeah. That's the, they're just going to keep oh, yeah. moving it. Like, yeah. like, if Brock wants to solidify the MVP, which I know that's not why he's out there playing anyway, but if he wants to solidify that, he has to get over this hurdle. And then next week it'll be mm-hmm. another hurdle. And then if he does that, it'll be the final hurdle. And then there should be any there should be zero discussions. Because now this kid literally would have 20 plus wins in his career, right? With three losses, starting as a quarterback. Like at the end of the day, like that's MVP status. And it shouldn't even matter. And to be if, if we're being fair, like Brock's stats alone are better than any quarterback than in in, in the nfl basically basically in just about every category maybe except for touchdowns he's probably number two but at the end of the day like he's going out there doing it and i know people like well they don't throw as much well that should put them in the forefront even more got a throw! And he's still putting up these numbers. You mean to tell me he's about to have almost 4,300 yards and they're not not—they're the last in pass attempts in the NFL? How you rank 32nd and you putting up 40? He's got 3,700 yards, almost 3,800 yards. He's about to almost break. We hope he breaks his record with 400-something yards to go uh, being the franchise uh, uh, passing leader for the San Francisco 49ers. But my point is, if they're not even attempting to throw and they're last, because that's what it says, my phone here, 32nd, that should resonate through the airs of the world like i don't get it
0: yeah and the funny thing is you know which team is 31st in passing tips the baltimore ravens like <laughs> it's it like passing seven on seven league and all that stuff the two best teams in each conference are running football teams that play good defense and so you zig when they zag and yeah you sell those fun tickets and whatever else Hey, we're just going to do what we do, uh, run the ball, play good defense. It's what the NFL should be.
1: Right. Um, but, you know, let's shift the conversation uh, to something that, you know, won't piss me off quite as much. Uh, the 49ers have been winning games despite, you know, their injuries on defense. And the offense has been able to put, you know, plenty of points up on the board, which we we love to see is different than what we've seen in the past. But I also think at the same time, We've noticed an uptick in missed tackles on defense, right? And this is something we've seen from the 49ers, if you guys recall, before the bye week, during the three-game lose streak, except actually it's a lot worse this time around. And I actually like got all the numbers of their missed tackles this season per game. You see on the left side, missed tackles before the bye. And for the audio listeners, I'll just uh, say what we're looking at here. So in week one against uh, Steelers, they had seven. Week two, eight. Week three, they had three. Week four, they had four. Week five against Dallas, they had just two missed tackles. Uh, week six is now in the loose streak. 10, 9, 8. All right? And so they had their bye week. They were able to regroup. After the bye week in week 10 against Jacksonville, they had seven missed tackles. So a bit of an improvement. Week 11, it improved even more. Four missed tackles. Week 12, 5 then here we go again. Week 13, 12, week 14, 15, last week against Arizona, 16. That is the the most they've had all season. And, you know, you see it these last three games. It's it's definitely been on the uptick. And so I'm I'm kind of wondering if uh, well, you know, the bye week helped, um, you know, but I, I think after that, there was, there was something that Kyle said after week eight that I think I'm, I'm remembering this time around because I'm kind of wondering if it's more of the same thing. And, you know, Kyle Shanahan said that after that game against the Bengals, he said they looked slow and tired, and he pointed out how that could lead to more mistakes, that could lead to more tackles. Um, so I'm kind of wondering... You know, we're seeing guys play more snaps. There's some injuries that can lead to exhaustion as well. Um, You know, you also have the general wear and tear of the season starting to pile up on these guys. But do we think that's what's happening this time? And and could we picture this improving in the last three games of the season at
2: all? Honestly, I didn't even think that was happening last time. They they just were missing tackles. I didn't think it had anything to do. That's a cop-out to me talking about guys getting tired. I know there's wear and tear throughout the football season, but it's about fundamentals. And and when you watch a player uh, like line up to make a tackle and they just throw an arm out there, I mean, that's not fundamentally sound or correct. You can get your arm ripped off. <clears throat> and you're playing players that are are going hard. What about the other players being tired? So, like, like I, I don't know. Like, I don't really like that. I'm kind of upset that Kyle even came out and said anything like that, even if it was true. Like, you don't put that out there. But, I mean, they got a week off and they were super refreshed. So, are we saying now they're running out of gas again because these numbers continue to trend upwards? But... It's a possibility when you look at the numbers. But I mean, week one was the first week of the NFL. Okay, went up the second week, and then it they fixed it. But it's just the Niners just missing out on fundamental things, and I think there's a lot of a, a lot of stuff that goes to it with overcompensation and things like that. At the end of the day. They got to get back to the fundamentals. They got to get back to their standard way of playing football. And I don't know if you noticed, but it, they, they come on the run plays. And, you know, Steph and John, mm-hmm. if I have to count and do one more video of explosive runs that the 49ers defense gives up, I'm going to my whole head will be gray. I could tell you that right now. <laughs> Because there's you when you look at the game last week against Arizona, you say, "Dang, yo!" You take away three of these plays; they not even close to a hundred yards. It's just explosive plays made from missed tackles in the backfield, tackles for loss. <clears throat> so they got to fundamentally get correct. And I and I understand you you can throw in the injuries or whatever, John. You can take over from there, but it's no excuses.
0: Yeah, it's. There's always context whenever you look at these stats like it all started second half in Philly after Fat Dom and Dre Greenlaw got into their thing like that changed things. You're you're missing one of the best tackling NFL players, period, regardless of position. He goes out. Then you go into Seattle and now you're missing, you know, one to two defensive tackles that are both top 10 and Oren Burks goes out. So now you're missing another linebacker. Same thing. Does that excuse it? No. But now Fred's out there again, Wayne said, you know, people trying to overcompensate when Fred Warner's trying to play all world ball. There was one point he was out there. I mean, we had D winters, DFF, like those were our nickel backs. Like what are, what are we doing out here? Not to mention T Y McGill. I mean, he had three missed tackles by himself called up from the practice squad against Arizona. So yeah, I want it to be focused on us. And that is the one thing I will take from Kyle. Like, You pay attention to who we are. We are tired. We are not doing our job as a team, right? And I love that as a coach. Give the other guys credit, whatever else. But the reason why this is happening is us. Yes, injuries are an issue. And you look at the title of this show, this point in the NFL, every single team is is going to be injured and dealing with these things. That's just football. I'm tired just from traveling to all these damn games and I'm not hitting anybody, right? But the, the concept is very simple. Are you going to get those guys to return? What are we going to do? Try not to stack injuries. How do you control that? Who knows? But, man, if you're getting Armstead or Hargrave back this week, that's going to be paramount. But whenever you look at the Ravens, guess what, guys? They're pretty damn healthy. And there's a reason why these two teams are at the top of their conferences. It's because they're both been relatively healthy. Yeah, I agree.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it could be a number of different things at the end of the day. Like, yeah, I I think the fundamentals is, is kind of what it is at, at, at the end of it. And then some of those runs too, I'm a lot of those have been like the running back, just completely like changing direction and going up the other side of the field and you got to adjust your angles and things like that. So I don't know if that's kind of um, impacted how they've tried to tackle to the injuries. Of course, I think it's a number of things, right. But I think we know that this is something that has to improve, um, because especially this week, because you're going up against this Ravens team, you're gonna want to have your tackling on point. Otherwise, this this team will make you pay, and and you have to know how to stop their run game. Because if you can't stop their run game, they they're gonna run all over you, and that's kind of what I'm worried about in in this game in particular. It's been great. The 49ers have been able to put up points and this hasn't mattered as much. So it's not really as big of a talking point as it was during the losses, even though it the numbers are way worse. But, you know, I'm I'm really looking at this to improve this week. And and that's where I want to start talking about, you know, Lamar Jackson and the threat of him as a quarterback, because, you know, this team has just finished playing. You know, Jalen Hurts recently, Kylan Murray. So uh, a test in in the department of stopping a mobile quarterback. But I feel like Lamar Jackson is is so much different. Like, I I respect Lamar Jackson so much more than those guys. And it's not even like shade on those guys. It's just that Lamar is so much better as a passer. And he does not get enough credit for that, quite honestly. Um, And so... You look at just some of the stats that I put up here, just like um, where he's at. As far as scramble rate, he's 14%. That is highest in the league, but a, by a pretty wide margin, uh, Justin Fields is 9% to, to give that some context. Rush yards, 741, first in the league, again, by a wide margin. He leads team touchdowns. in rushing <laughs> Yeah, that's crazy. Well, part of that is because like they, they can't keep a, a running back right. healthy for too long. But I mean, I think most seasons like he's he's up there on his own team uh, for rushing yards. And that's just the threat that he has on his team. Right. Rushing touchdowns. He, he has five. So that's fourth in the NFL. Not a whole lot, I guess, going in the in the red zone. Uh, sack rate is actually kind of high 7.8 uh, when you when you think about how often he scrambles and how how big of a run threat he is the sack rate is still a little high so maybe there's some opportunity there for the 49ers but what I'm saying here he's not just this running threat and you can't like pigeonhole him into a bad game if you stop the run like that's what I'm saying <laughs> or if you stop him as a passer you know it's it's a double-edged sword with Lamar truly um, you're seeing his uh, average depth of target. I put percent, but it's 8.6 yards per per uh, target. Uh, that's third, and then completion percentage, 66.2 percent, that is ninth. Um, so how, like, how do you stop Lamar? Because like, is is different. Like I said, than than uh, Jalen is different than Kyler, and yeah, it's it's good that the 49ers have had the chance to prepare for mobile quarterbacks because it's kind of the same but this is different Lamar's
2: different yeah he is different and and he's probably the best in the league at it right and uh you know John talked about earlier why he was thoroughly disrespected I mean when this kid was drafted they wanted to turn him into a running back and it's because of his ability to how dangerous he is with the ball in his hand uh and he refused he refused he refused and so look you're going to get what you're going to get from um, from Lamar. I, I, I put it like this. You still have to have the same game plan. You still come out there and you take away the run as far as those running backs. You limit those explosive plays again. Like, and that's what it comes down to. And I'm going to be honest. I mean, I don't care what his completion percentage is. I don't care what his – you have to force him to be accurate, okay? Like, make him throw. Make him throw, make just like you did all the other quarterbacks in the NFL. You made him throw. It was quick throws. They got to get the ball out. I see he's averaging eight point six yards per throw. Fine. Make him continue to do that. Don't get beat deep down the field. And I mean, and then you live with it. But the Niners have been playing that type of defense all season. Uh, they did. They I, I think they struggled. The worst the, the worst game they had against a quarterback like that who doesn't run as efficient as Lamar Jackson was Joe Burrow. And so like like that, you're getting Joe Burrow passing with Lamar Jackson running. I, I I can't that's what you're gonna get for Lamar Jackson. So you have to figure out a way to take away his weapons. And man, if Lamar Jackson can score 30 points by himself, then he should be the MVP in the league and and and, and everything else. But you gotta force him to make all the plays. And so if you take away his weapons and you and you limit him to what he can do. You should be good. Um, he's going to scramble. He's going to have design runs. These are all the things you know. Uh, defensively, don't over-pursue. Uh, make sure you can keep the containment. And maybe we see more of a spy in this game because that's what you're going to need for a guy like Lamar Jackson. I know we don't like to spy, but at this point, I think one play— I think I saw Fred Warner spy on Kyler Murray. I think it was one play in the Arizona game where he 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 started off to go to his coverage, and then he realized that the dude was underneath him, and he just stayed in the middle of the field waiting for uh, Kyler Murray to run. And I think that's the play they got the sack on, even though it was a it was a yard for a loss, it was not a real sack, but I think it was that play. So. Maybe we'll see something different in the pass coverage, but you gotta—he's dangerous, and that's why I kept saying that this game right here is going to be the toughest test for the San Francisco 49ers. You stop Lamar Jackson, I mean, their ticket to the Super Bowl is going to be punched, and I think they could be anybody.
0: Yeah, I, look, Lamar's like one of my favorite players. That's not a Forty Nine er. I really do love him, and if when you watch a play, there's two Lamars. There's frustrated Lamar and there's having a good time smiling backyard football football Lamar you can't let him be that guy you got to piss him off you got to hit him his wide receivers are bad they're not good I understand Odell Beckham's over there whatever else Zay Flowers fun whenever you get the ball in his hands but accomplished route runner he is not yet a very very good player Rashad Bateman not a starting caliber wide receiver he's fast straight line speed guy so like You do what you said, like force him to beat you throwing the ball. But it's not like he's bad at that 17 touchdowns to seven interceptions. That's a damn good ratio for a quote unquote running, you know, quarterback. But you look at what he did last week. He rushed for 97 yards, four missed tackles. That's unbelievable. And so this you just got the whole package in Lamar. What you got to do is just make him frustrated. And it's weird because we're used to all these like barn burners with the 49ers because they're putting up so many points offensively. Part of me says, man, like what could you imagine what this would be if it was like a 17-13 game? And if it was, who would that benefit the most? I think both these teams are kind of in for, all right, let's see who we are because they're mirrors. They really are great defenses that run the ball well and are efficient on offense. Great coaching staffs. Uh, I mean, goodness, this this is it's probably a Super Bowl like preview if we're being for real. Like these are two of the best yeah. teams. I think these are the two best teams of the NFL.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely think so too. And I know a lot of people are like, this isn't a must win game for the 49ers. I have some arguments against that. Like, yeah, technically it isn't, but you it's a have statement to win. game
2: though, Steph. It's a statement game.
1: No, no, it's- and Oh, I, I agree. I think the 49ers do have to win this game because it's a statement game, but also the 49ers have to win two of their next three, right? Mm-hmm. Really want that last game against the Rams uh, to, to be like a must win game. The Rams are, are kind of surging right now, right? Um, so I don't they know. They took the
0: Ravens to overtime, barely mm-hmm. lost on a punt return.
1: I don't know if I want that one to be a must win game. Divisional opponent. I think the 49ers can handle business this week. You're at home. Um, you know, uh, I, I think they could do it. I think, uh, it, yeah, I I just want to get some, yeah, go ahead.
2: No, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, look, I wouldn't be surprised if they come out and and they're just they're on their in the words of George Kittle, P's and Q's, right? They just they're just mm-hmm. on it. Yeah. Uh and at the end of the day, I mean, let's keep it a buck. Like when has the Ravens defense played a dynamic offense like this? You can say that they played other offenses, but they aren't as dynamic. And I am, I don't think I've ever used that word describing the San Francisco 49ers offense. They aren't as dynamic as the 49ers offense. So you're going to put their defense This offense is going to put their defense in a blender as well, more than I think that their offense will put our defense in the blender. I think the only thing our defense has to do is be disciplined and wrap and and freaking tackle. So fundamentals and discipline is the key to our defense. You guys are forgetting that we played this kid in 2019, and yeah, he, he went off. But he was limited, right? And maybe he throws better now. But I don't think he has better weapons now than he did then. The only thing, person, I felt like got better is just maybe he he grew and hit to his position a little bit more. He sees the the game a little bit better. The game slowed down a little bit more for him. But like I said, if you're forcing him to do everything, I'm good. Like that, take away Isaiah Likely. Take they don't have running backs. He's the running back. That's the guy. So take away those pass catchers, take away them underneath routes, don't get beat deep. And if Lamar Jackson can run a hundred yards every time he gets on the football field, 80 yards, 75 yards, if he does that, damn, that he he will earn he can have MVP. Like he can have it. Like that's that's crazy. But this defense right here, they can find a way to 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 uh you know neutralize him. They just have to be on their P's and Q's and they have to be fundamentally sound.
0: Yeah, and you know, I'll I'll just say this one more time. You look at the Ravens schedule compared to the Niners schedule, totally different. They they played one team that has more than 9 wins and that was the Lions they blew them out of the water. But most of their like you look at who they've beaten and it's 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 teams that are kind of, you know, 7 and 7, 8 and 6. You know, those are their quality wins. Not trying to take away from what they do. They don't pick their schedule. But they haven't played, you know, top-tier teams uh, with top-tier records. in the Mm -hmm. AFC or the NFC, this is by far their toughest game. And it's on the road. And it's on a holiday. I'm just saying, like, the 49ers have been down this path. We played elite teams. I'm not sure that the Ravens have. Because I don't put Detroit in that mixture, personally.
1: That's fair. And we've seen what the 49ers have done against some really good teams in the NFC they blown him out. So I I think this is going to be a game, and I'm looking at Fred because he said he's the standard. He's expecting more of himself. You know, it wasn't his best game uh, against Arizona. I'm looking for Fred to step up in this game because he always does against, like, better teams because he rises to the occasion. He knows how big the moment is. And especially when it's against some really good quarterbacks, I've seen Fred have some awesome games. So I'm kind of expecting that of Fred and hopefully it like trickles down to the rest of the defense as well. Now, if they have injuries, I, you know, that's going to make it an interesting game. If you know, they're still missing tackles, that's going to make it an interesting game as well. Lamar Jackson has forced 34 missed tackles this season. Um, That's the most of any non running back, Uh, this season Uh, the next best is Joshua Dobbs and he is 24 Uh, so yeah you better know how to wrap up in this game because if not you're gonna have a hard time and you know someone asked uh, who was a running back who got hurt for the Ravens Keaton Mitchell Uh, well yeah it was the rookie Keaton
2: Mitchell out of East Carolina
1: and he he is awesome he was averaging 8.4 yards per attempt and he was since week nine uh, when he came back from injury like he was his role was growing because he was so explosive. So they're going to miss him for sure. They're going to miss him for sure. But at the same time, you know, the 49ers have to expect the Ravens are going to continue to try to run the ball and you got to be on your P's and Q's, but you know what? I I think the 49ers will be, um, it's going to be a big test for both teams, but I'm excited for it. All right. So This is, you know, I kind of touched on it, but I kind of want to get your thoughts on how you guys are feeling about the Rams, because I'm looking at them. I said, they're surging. They, they are since their bye week um, they've kind of turned their whole season around. They're trying to get into the playoffs. Um, I know the 49ers have dominated, you know, the Rams, but I don't know. Like, for some reason, just a team that's surging late in the season just and and again the 49ers have to play them the last week of the season i't don't, I don't want that to be a must-win game for the 49ers i I'd rather just like set and forget you know get your starters out early, uh get a little extra rest on them. I don't want that to to be a game that i don't know it, it decides the the 49ers seeding.
2: Yeah, and the 49ers don't want that either, and that's why they need to go out and just beat the Ravens. <laughs> like, hey, you, you don't want that? Let's make it simple. And, and I know it's not going to be an a, a easy task, but if the 49ers' mantra is taking things one game at a time and they're not looking at it two games um, from now, they're out there saying, hey, this is the team that's in front of us right now. This is the team we need to whip on. And so, look, I. I totally get where you're coming from. The Rams, I hate to say it, they hot. They hot. They hot. And they're heating up at the right time. And on top of that, they're healthy at the right time. And now the Niners are starting to go through some health issues at the wrong time. And so, like, you know, you it's the football's, you know, I, I kind of was a little harsh on Kyle Shanahan for making that statement. I just don't like putting our business up out there. I think that's I'm just a private person. But football is the war of attrition. Players are going to get tired. Players are going to get injured because it's a battle each and every week, right, to win the whole war, which is the NFL season, and you host that Lombardi. And so, like... This battle right here coming up in front of them is going to be the Ravens. They need to focus on that. As far as the Rams, let them do what they're doing. They're cooking. But here's one thing I know. Kyle does not lose to Sean McVay in the regular season. So I don't care if they hot to trot, if they ate 100, it doesn't matter. Kyle's going to make sure that his guys are out there, his troops are prepared for a battle with L.A. coming to uh, to, to uh, Levi Stadium. I can tell you that right now, and I guarantee you the Niners will figure that out. But right now, they got to focus on if they want to omit and forget about any of that. Because here's my thing. And I know it's a tall glass of hope I'm drinking from, but I know the 49ers are going to win, and then I'm hoping Dallas gets beat again, the Eagles get beat, and the Lions are going to lose to Minnesota because Minnesota's in the same spot as the Los Angeles Rams, and they want to get into the playoffs. And I don't know how they're doing it, but they're doing it. So, look, Niners just take care of the Ravens. Let everything else crumble.
0: Yeah, one of the most th- common questions I get and emails I get is, man, should Kyle rest, right? Whether we should rest uh, this week against the Ravens because it's a non-conference game or later on. L- listen to me say this right now. Kyle Shaddy is not resting anybody. I don't care if the 49ers have the first round seed locked up against the Rams. Kyle's not resting people because what Kyle will say is, well, we are in the bye week. You can rest on the bye week. We want to keep our momentum. We want to keep everything going. That's just who he is. He doesn't know, and that's why he surrounds himself with Nick Boses, George Kittle, CMCs, these guys that are cold-blooded killers that don't give a damn, won't lose to their kids and checkers. That's who they are, which is who they are. So, like, the idea of rest, it's not happening, ladies and gentlemen. I do not care what the seeds are because, again, this isn't necessarily my opinion. This is Kyle Shanahan's opinion. He's going to say, well, we want to stay hot. And if you take the f- gas out, you know, foot off the pedal, then uh, whatever. Like, there's no resting. So just whatever the question is about rest, I'm just telling you right now, rest ain't coming. Bye week. That's it.
1: That was a great impersonation of, of Kyle John.
0: Oh, okay, good. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's what I imagine. I understand.
0: I don't like, think you yeah. understand. <laughs>
1: yeah kyle's the best man kyle's the best um but look okay that that's all great i'm on the same wavelength as you guys like you know the 49ers have to take care of business if if they rest guys in that game against the rams it it won't be till like towards the end of the game
2: correct because also you can't just like it was against the cardinals exactly yeah you,
1: you don't even have that many guys to rest everyone so yeah uh but I already know. Prepare for people to be pissed off <laughs> when you know Kyle is. People going to be
0: people. mad no matter what. <laughs> yeah, and, like, exactly. and I'll say this: like you are not be where you are without Kyle. Without Kyle, this. I isn't agree. Happening. Oh yeah, yeah.
2: They're going to be mad okay. when Sam Darnold starts week seventeen, and the Niners have clinched. They're going to be mad at that. But
0: we'll be mad. It just yeah. let them be mad. They want to yeah. be mad. Let them be mad. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah.
1: For sure. Um. All right. Well, this weekend, or in the next few games, you know, these last few games of the season, Purdy and Christian McCaffrey are on pace to break some franchise records. Here are the ones that Brock Purdy is on pace for or somewhat close to, um, you know, Jeff Garcia's record of 4,278 yards. Well, um, he's he's already passed that, I guess. Well, am I reading that right? Yeah, right? Or mm-hmm. did he type it wrong? Okay, he already passed that. Uh, he's on pace for 35 touchdowns, and Steve Young's uh, season high was 36, so that's possible. Um, and then... The record for completion percentage in the season was Steve Young, 70.3. Brock is currently on pace for 69.8.
0: Which he was ahead of that. This last time he had 64%, yeah. I think, uh, if my num- my memory serves right. So, like, that was one game he had seven straight over, you know, 70%. So Yeah, he was at 64.3 was after this game.
2: Setback, yeah.
0: Which is crazy. Four touchdowns, no interception, setback game, but.
1: Yeah, so a lot of these could change, you know, in in the next few weeks. So these are within arm's reach for Brock Purdy, and and quarterback rating as well is up there. Uh, Yards per attempt, 9.9. He's definitely going to get that one, I think. Uh, The record is Joe Montana, who had 9.1 yards per attempt. Um, And then, yeah, I mean, the rest is is history, or going to be history, right, for Brock Purdy. And I think this is really cool, but something to keep an eye on and Christian McCaffrey also has a chance to uh, break uh, Jerry Rice's single season touchdown record. Remember, he has 20 touchdowns right now. Um, you know, of course, Jerry Rice didn't have as many games, which is 12. awesome. Like, I, yeah, I like this tweet from David Lombardi because he points out Jerry Rice did it in 12. He had 23 touchdowns in
0: only 12 games.
2: Yeah, they that's had crazy. The, the strike that year, right? That's yeah.
0: crazy. And, and they still and gave MVP saying. to John Elway, who had fewer passing touchdowns than Rice had receiving touchdowns. I'm still mad. Man, man.
2: Yeah, Rice the greatest player of all time. But it was funny listening to Jerry Rice on 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 the, for the Fred Warner show with him, and, and he was just saying, yeah. you know, like, hey, man, records are meant to be broken. But you can tell Jerry Rice don't want his records broken, <laughs> but he's trying to be... A, a champ about it because he said well he can't he not gonna break all my records right but he said like he's a great football player like you know so he gave cmc his props and i think he'll kill he'll, he'll, he'll he won't have a problem gifting him this one but there's a bunch of records jerry rice that won't be caught ever yeah like
1: yeah, let's, let's let's roll a clip really quick so i had that one pulled up
0: do you want cmc to break your record yes or no yeah
1: Because I
2: believe records are meant to be Mm -hmm. broken, yeah. What he brings to the table, I'm talking about from scrimmage, uh, from rushing the ball, from catching the ball, scoring touchdowns, he does it all. Man, absolutely,
0: I'll say this about the players. And you know, I had a conversation with a player we worked with recently, um, a 49ers legend, and one of the first things he asked me was, You do this with other players too, right? And I was like, Yeah, he goes. Is my crowd bigger than theirs? Like, (laughs) that, like, (laughs) competitive to this day. Like, this is the, and they're all friends. You know what I mean? Like, they're all whatever. But the, The what makes these legends great is competition. And just because you don't play anymore doesn't mean that competition's over. Doesn't mean that they don't like each other or whatever. But you watch Jerry answer yes when Fred asked him, you can see there's like a gleam in his eyes. Like, man, why would you ask me that? Like, like it's competition, man. And that's what makes Jerry Rice great. You know, all these greats great. And so, yeah, nobody wants their records broken. Yeah,
1: Yeah, and I mean, he's right. He has way too many records and There's no way CMC is going to break all of them, (laughs) but there's going to be a lot of those records that are going to remain untouched for, you know, the entirety of his life. So shout out the GOAT, Jerry Rice. Shout out CMC. Shout out Brock Purdy. Shout out the 49ers. Shout out all of you who tuned in for today's show. Kept the live chat popping. Appreciate all of you guys. Make sure you like this video. Make sure you subscribe the channel if you have not yet. Not just mine, but John and Wayne's as well really appreciate you guys I I hope that you guys have a, a great Wednesday John Wayne I hope you guys have a great Christmas great holiday enjoy it with your families um but yeah we're, we'll we'll all have some more content for you guys before that game uh come Monday night so make sure you guys keep it locked tuned in but for now have a good rest of your Wednesday you got folks. one
2: super chat contribution real quick though oh, shoot. Oh. RG Teamster let
1: me get to it. we ain't
2: missing it. we don't miss Shout nice. out, Man, got six right, eyes said, on this joint. <laughs>
1: RG teams Teamster said we should kick the Rams out of the playoffs in Week 18. They're giving me 2021
0: 20, 49ers. That five. is my entire understanding of how life should work. That's exactly. I am petty. I am whatever. The McVay Shanahan relationship is real. Sit down. This is my conference. We haven't missed one game. Send your asses home. Send them home.
2: That's them it. Is petty too. I. I wouldn't be surprised if Kyle Shanahan has this game circled on his calendar just to whip that ass one more time. When I tell you that Kyle, no relation to Petty, is petty, I'm telling you Kyle Shanahan is the pettiest head coach in the NFL, and I love him 100% for being petty. I just love it. I love it.
0: Double reverse pass, flea flicker, and a section of oh, Puerto Oh, this Rico. this will be
2: this will be Christian McCaffrey's first touchdown pass of the season in 2023 yep. in that game, week 18. Yep. We're gonna be like, damn, <laughs> we wait, we we waited 18 weeks. Yep, yep.
0: Fake punt. Kyle is. Mm.
1: Kyle Shanahan is Mister. Teddy Labelle, so Straight we will we see it in that in that and <laughs> we see it in the last game of the season, hopefully to knock out the Rams out of the playoffs. Thank you, R.J. RG, R.G. Teamster, for that super chat. But for now, y'all have a good rest of your Wednesday. Have a good, happy holidays. For now, peace.